Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Inside Scoop. Hello, Oscar. Hi there. How are you? Uh, feeling pretty okay, I guess. Episode 15. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, kicking my recent CSGO addiction. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You nah. deleted the game after the last I'm, time we played I'm it. Sober. I'm sober today. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you deleted the game, didn't you? Yeah, I've downloaded it again, and I I downloaded Faceit as well. <laughs> oh man! And uh, and thanks to Faceit, I I think I quit for good now again. <laughs> really? Because it's a uh, it's a uh, a little it's a lot different to matchmaking. Yeah, but because... now with uh, with the uh, CS:GO and Team Fortress source code being leaked online. Um... Oh yeah, I heard people's accounts are getting stolen or something. <laughs> possibly yeah because you basically have the source code of the the application despite it being mm -hmm. from i believe 2017 um you you still know how the application is is written means you can technically find ways to exploit it yeah but i also play that a bit and uh, i am in an elo hell i guess i'm basically and under level one I've dropped. Face it. Yeah, I've dropped a lot. I think I've done like 350 matches in total in Face It, and that's uh, that's a oh, lot. Man. Yeah, it's so 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 different because like, and I guess, and I expect people to call things, but they don't because they expect you to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, people talk less than matchmaking, I think, or maybe maybe that that's just the low level that we play at because no, but from people... what i remember especially playing face it or esca uh, esca is like a paid service um mm -hmm. people are taking it very seriously because they they do not like the default experience of matchmaking thus uh, they are moving on towards these third-party services and uh, yeah. expecting to find other people with similar I guess interests and because uh, some and I people, guess, yeah. So I guess skill level as well, though. And like the thing with matchmaking, you really get matched with people at your skill level. The thing with I've noticed in Face It, I got the premium straight away. Mm -hmm. The not noticed. I was just, just I was always bottom fragging pretty much. Mm. Could, maybe uh, your level did not uh, get adjusted yet. You know, it's the maybe maybe that's that. Yeah, because there's ten levels and there's like uh, loads of elo. Uh, places to to get yourself positioned in um i have a friend who who's constantly grinding and he's up to i don't want to like lie but he mm -hmm. has a lot a lot of matches in there like we're, we're talking like thousands and and he has like 2000 uh 2000 uh, elo which 2000 that's, pretty, that's really high. yeah is already like level 10 means you're basically up there with uh with the pros well yeah so, i mean there's, there's still a lot of people at level 10 yeah but, there is a lot yeah okay so he basically has played like i will quickly pull it up and see but 2600 matches so yeah you know it's that's mental it's like playing a lot but yeah moving on to uh like an external no <laughs> not the topic <laughs> but yes it's like a segue okay. moving on from matchmaking to a service like that can be right um breaking your comfort zone isn't it isn't it the, the topic of today T taking you out of your comfort zone i guess yeah sort of 
Um, in a way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's new. It's a new, it's a new experience. I remember the first time I played it, I felt a bit scared. I guess you know, scared of, of mm-hmm. what what I'm gonna find there because people are like, they're very serious. They're very yeah judgmental if you do mistakes and uh, oh yeah so yeah that's also one of the things i i didn't expect was some of the toxicity (laughs) that we had and obviously i was gonna get flamed every game because that was bad uh it's just there yeah but uh but sometimes i got one game where something before we even started the game uh did was already checking out our stats (laughs) And he's like, oh, this is a shit team. It's like, you're <laughs> yeah. not going to help. You're, you're just yeah. like shitting yourself in the leg, basically, because you're demoralizing your team from the start. So <laughs> Yeah, people do that. People do that. Like, if you're taking the game seriously, you also have to not be toxic, because that's part of taking the game seriously. And I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't bad, I was terrible. But, yeah. I mean, online gaming is getting a bad rap, especially for those... Um, especially in those uh, first person shooters like CS:GO I remember ESL is you know the the pro tournament organizers and everything so they do tournaments mm-hmm. and they have started petitions and got pro players to to sort of like you know do ads like advertise those petitions to somehow try and raise awareness about being toxic and just basically being a, a dick right. you know trying yeah. to to clear out the community because i don't know there's just like very nasty and rude people there you know that's 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 true but like <laughs> i remember the days of playing like modern warfare 2 on xbox mm-hmm. where people just like it's it, like it was part of it like everybody's looking back now and like that was part of it everybody just being a fucking complete cunt to each other <laughs> really and uh everybody looks back at that now and it was like hilarious yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, also pushing you know, yourself out of the the comfort zone, you know, because uh, someone sort of flaming you and showing your mistakes, I guess. Yeah, just but at age twenty, a... where I'm trying to just like play the game <laughs> and, and become, you know, oh, yeah, like I'm also taking it seriously. I'm bad, but I'm taking it seriously. And then you know, when somebody else, you're is trying to just... improve, you know, that's yeah. that's the thing. <laughs> so I can take criticism, but sometimes you know, when somebody at the start of the game is just like. Oh god, my team is bad. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the the casual usual experience of uh the Dunning-Kruger effect again. Do you remember the effect where people tend yeah. to over I don't even know. Yeah, I've been mentioning this abilities, Yeah, so. yeah, overestimate the abilities. I've been mentioning this effect so much on this podcast, but it's a very strong it's a very strong thing and uh <laughs> They hop on face it expecting to have a better experience than just the the casual matchmaking and then they they're like oh my god no so these are noobs these are you know i don't know mm-hmm. just finished a, a valorant tournament recently yeah how was that i was gonna ask actually how was that oh well we won one game and then we lost the second one and then we dropped to the loser bracket and then we lost that so <laughs> uh basically I don't know how how it happened, but we faced a team in our second yeah. game, which did not need to play against anyone to go one bracket up. It's just the way that the brackets are formed. It's just like the team was almost like waiting for for a winner from the the first bracket. Just like right. I don't know. I was confused. <laughs> but then you were rolled up, <laughs> and we just basically got mold. I don't know. It was just a, a cool experience to try it out, I guess. But no. nothing. nothing too important i guess so ah yeah 
so how do how are you how are you finding Valorant? Are you going pro? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question. I thought that this could could actually be it. You know, the breakthrough. Let's go, the new game, everything. But mm-hmm. starting to realize again, just like proving it to myself, that there's always going to be people who are better than you, who spend yeah. more time than you, uh, who grind more than you. It's just basically, you know. They're going to find more time to do the things mm-hmm. that make you, I guess, good. Because you have to train, you have to... It's, it's just like at every yep. single uh, at every single thing in life, you have to practice. But when it comes to playing games, you know, as much as it's a valid income source, for example, I don't yep. know if, if it's for me. Like, even well, streaming was... it... So I realized I'm going to be streaming games... No, I'm going to stop streaming games and start right. streaming game development because there is loads of gaming streamers and not so much value can be gained from those streamers. If you hop on their chats and uh, mm-hmm. channels, unless you you look up to that person or unless you you get loads of uh, entertainment value from it, um, there's not so much you can gain. You just you know right. hang out, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's 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 it. Yeah, and, and I and I researched a bit about game development streamers and how it actually helps people. So like you, first of all, uh, when I'm trying to market my game, that may be the first thing, just to help me out, you know, to just like get some eyeballs on it or whatever. Second of all, when you turn on the stream, it's like your switch, your switch to sit down and do work because. When you're trying to work, you may slack off. But once right. there is potential viewership or potential uh, people, you know, watching, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even commenting, sort of engaging, um, maybe sharing their opinions, well, you're in yeah. a different mood. So I thought this could be a good way for me to finally sit down and develop the game because I, I've been also just like slacking off from from making it properly mm-hmm. all i needed is just this little push so i'm hoping that this may be it so i had uh woke up this morning just like had all the overlays reconfigured so i've created like a totally different look and feel of the stream than the the casual one i have and yeah i'm basically ready to just just roll i guess and even if if i don't if I don't do too much, you know, if, if the stream keeps rolling throughout the whole time that I'm doing the game, I guess, maybe someone will stop by, you know, just to say yeah. hi, maybe. Because I did have some guy stop by and, and say like, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what are you trying to achieve with this piece of code? And then he offered suggestions and then he like, he shared his expertise and I was like, oh, wow, I, I didn't think you can think of it this way. Sort of like, wow, thank you for pointing me to this direction because I didn't know. And it's like, it just helped me develop one one sort of feature. So yeah, that is that's nice. That's cool. But yeah. this is also sort of getting your uh, getting yourself out there. Getting so if uh, if if we're coming back to the topic, which uh, we sort of want to talk about, is the you know the comfort comfort zone. I feel like my approach to life wasn't always to like break out the comfort zone too much like mm-hmm. i'm not just going out there you know like always doing things out of my comfort zone but what i'm doing yeah. is like i'm expanding my zone just so it it stays there you know because because you may do 
a thing that is out of your comfort zone and then your comfort zone just stays there it just either shrinks or just stays there you know it never yep. really expands much but my yep. approach is more like i may as well just gradually so in terms of streaming you know showing your face and just like hearing yourself speak on a microphone doing these little things even like this podcast right it helps mm-hmm. us both i don't know if, if if you think it helps you i think it helps me just well, speaking, i'm experimenting you know? with it yeah uh, yeah I, f- I feel like it definitely takes me out of my comfort zone it's not something that i'm used to uh and like it's it's not an unusual thing not to be used to because not a lot of people like okay a lot of people nowadays <laughs> there is a lot of podcasts nowadays but still a lot of people don't do podcasts and mm-hmm. like to just have a conversation and just put it out there for yeah. people to listen but like that's that's not like it's not an anxiety thing it's more of a thing where i'm, I'm sharing my opinions that i'm not like certain about or mm. Right, because I I don't have a, I'm not a very opinionated opinionated person. Like from this podcast, well, why I do it is because I I'm like kind of I'm put in a situation where I kind of have to explore yeah. um, things to keep you know you know to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. You know things that I might have not paid much much attention to before because it's just like I don't know it's it's I wouldn't see much value in it. And doing that because there's a lot of things that you could explore but because i'm just doing this like on on a weekly basis with you now mm-hmm. I, I just kind of realize uh, yeah it's uh you know discovering a lot of interesting points of view um on on the world yeah see as long as you enjoy it that's just the main thing yeah yeah i guess uh I don't know to what extent it is taking me out of my comfort zone. I think it is, but especially right now because um, because we're locked down. So I'm just a couch potato, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like so lazy and, and I'm not doing anything. So when I have to sit down and have a conversation, <laughs> mm, yeah. that literally is taking me out of my comfort zone. Um, like rather than scrolling Facebook or whatever, um, which I normally wouldn't be doing as much as I am now. Like... Because when I put myself in a situation of what I normally would be, which is the library. Mm-hmm. Studying and everything. You know, that would be the environment where I study. I don't yeah. have that environment right now. I have the environment where I sleep and apparently where I just play video games now. <laughs> really? So, yeah. but Wow. Oh, I think it, it is uh, increasing the comfort zone or something. So, yeah, I just wanted to, um, I guess get your idea of the comfort zone and i guess you just said it that you slowly try to increase it Mm -hmm. well i guess for example these conversations they're not really like moderated they're not we just sit down and have a chat and i've had a i've had a question from a friend asking like how long does it take to prepare for one Mm -hmm. and i just like well five minutes or so like trying to to push it to the limit where it is effortless to make mm-hmm. conversations because because we don't really want to want this to sound like a lecture i don't no, i for sure don't also, but also yeah, yeah but we don't want to just go 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 there and and bs everything you know just like speak god knows what like false yeah. facts and everything but so having this ability to in real time fact check and uh entertain new ideas i think i think i like mm-hmm. it yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, ever like most episodes, I think we are just kind of exploring ideas, um, like not that we're experts at any of them, but I feel what I 
well, I tried to do um, is kind of read up on topics as well. I haven't done that a lot recently, but if I, that would be kind of in a way taking me out of my comfort zone because I can just come in here and have a conversation or I can come here and here after a week of researching on a subject, like just in my spare time, like an hour a day or something. Like when I was um, originally on the podcast, I took it quite seriously and like I took it as a motivation to kind of um, stay very cognizant because right now I'm very much kind of, I'm not thinking a lot, (laughs) but back then, you know, I would make sure to like read some, uh, read some of this book that I had out of the library, which is the, the um, 30 second psychology book. And so I would, you know, I'd try to read that for a little bit before I came on the podcast mm-hmm. just to kind of get my, the gear spinning. Yeah. Um, but like right now I'm, I'm coming on here and, and generally I think I'm just having a conversation, which is that allows us to do that. But every time, like I try to, I would, I would like to bring more value as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but the thing that you said with like slowly increasing the comfort zone and so I, a video I just watched, the inspiration that I got to for this topic was a video on the comfort zone. And basically what I was saying is that the longer you spend doing this thing that's outside of your, outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. your comfort zone essentially doesn't grow, but you know, could say it grows to expand and like engulf that thing. And that thing becomes in your comfort zone because you've been doing it, because you've been doing it, um, for so long and it's just and we've said this before it just becomes becomes a thing that you just do you don't think about mm. so that's a uh, way of looking at that but it's a it's a healthy approach to do it gradually i think because that's that's life um it's not you know, a game you know you, you can't just like take loads of risks and and be fine yeah, yeah you just kind of you, you build on top of what you have and uh and slowly move forward and like try to make sure to be consistent and stuff um but like not entirely even because we have times when we work really hard when it approaches to exam times, especially, mm. or, um, I suppose when we're trying to apply for internships, because if we get job interviews, we might have to do, um, coding interviews. Right. Yeah. So like you'll like coming up to that time, you'll start to maybe do coding challenges and stuff. Uh, sort of get yourself know. in the mood and, and prepare for, yeah like so there's times where we work harder and there's times where we don't work so hard um but yeah it's like it's not like a a big jump ever it's kind of gradual still it's kind of like a gradual wave throughout your life just sometimes a little bit up but sometimes a little bit down like you get a little bit comfortable like like when you just get onto a job you have to show that you can perform and everything yeah once you're there for a little bit of time like it you get you get comfortable you know and eventually you maybe get reminded <laughs> mm. that you have to work harder but uh yeah it's very you know that's very natural i think um yeah well we'll see what happens in three days we have the exam coming up yeah and uh, i'm starting to feel the pressure you know sort of without <laughs> i haven't prepared at all i've i just watched a couple of lecture recordings that i had yeah and uh i don't know i feel like I haven't prepared either. Yeah, I, it's just going to be a three-day grind for me to cram as much as I can. Yeah, I don't even think it's going to be that for me because 
exams are such a weird thing where you literally have a few hours. So you have like three hours, four hours, you know, depends on what sort of exam, whereabouts in your life you are and, you know, doing any sort of exam like high school, um, you know, you know what I mean? Just like there's always tests. There's always like uh, exams like that. And even the coding challenge, coding test that you get to get mm-hmm. into an in- uh, internship or a workplace, you're faced with these challenges, but they're so temporary. They're like, you have a few hours to show your best, yeah. to show what you know, and uh, it all comes down to those few hours. So this exam, especially when there's so much knowledge, I guess, to, to be found okay. in the material where... Yeah. We're going to have 100 questions. 120 questions. 120 questions. Yeah. Oh, nay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be 100, but, well, well, 120 is not so far from, from 100, yeah. I guess. But still, that means it doesn't matter how long you prepare, you're still going to have those 120 questions. And there's, depending on your goals, there's still going to be a specific amount of questions that you have to answer to reach your goal so i want to pass i want to maybe i don't know decently pass or just just get a pass you know um so that's probably what is it 50 no 40 45 questions or something to to like answer correctly to pass yeah i don't know but, but still it means that you literally have this little time you just sit down i mean this one's all right this one's not not bad like we had like we had exams in high school where like literally I had to write answers with a pen so fast that my hand would guess or mm. so like it wasn't even like what how much I can think of it like literally like the amount of time that you had was was just like perfect <laughs> but not because like I would have wished to have maybe a little bit more time mm-hmm. Uh, so that I wouldn't have to speed for the entire thing. But essentially what it became is just how well can you regurgitate information. Uh, yeah, that's very true. But yeah, I think, I mean, this, this exam is all right. Uh, well, it still has loads, well. of, loads of information. Uh, so as much as it's multiple choice, I remember in the lectures when we did the Kahoot thing, it was very hard. Mm-hmm. Half of the people wouldn't even pass the exam if it yeah. was like people weren't really thing. studying yeah but are they now am i now i don't think that i'll be able to prepare properly for this exam because there's sort of not anyone to to show guidance on what you have to study up on and everything but maybe it's just you know uh, maybe there's these specific if you just topics. listen to the lectures you'll be fine you think uh, so i mm. think so yeah the I problem guess. with the lectures that I had was uh, they were they were long, they're two hour long lectures. Mm. So like, yes, they in focus for the entirety is kind of hard. But and like, if you didn't get some part, then I guess it was yeah, it's hard to. I sent you the the sped up versions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got the versions. Yeah. It's uh, week three onwards. Yeah, so it's uh, file. Uh, let me just look it up. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So. That's yeah, I've got them a, here. A few of them, but still, it means you have to like. Yeah, I guess that that's where I'll start. I have watched a couple of them, so I just continue, just looking. And then the book as well. Yes, because that is again that is 
the most comfortable way for me to learn information. For example, even high school, I used to go to go to the lessons and uh, I would learn like, I, I don't know, maybe it's the teachers or whatever, but the teachers yeah. I had were enough for me to learn um, during the class time. For yeah. example, mathematics or physics. I wouldn't need to go home and grind. I would get an explanation, then I would like look at it, you know, solve some exercises in class yeah. and uh, be good. Well, that's um, the way to learn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess same with lectures now. So I'll have to try and rewatch it. Yeah, but yeah, I started noticing that when I do something else during the lectures, then I totally like miss, miss the, yeah. I don't know. Just, uh, well, what I don't like about exams is that literally it allows me to literally just not pay attention mostly or barely pay attention throughout the semester just to kind of know what's going on mm -hmm. and then be able to just cram before the exam and get it. Yeah, I, I don't like I agree that. with this. Yeah, I just like the it's concept of exams. Like for the games thing, you know, mm -hmm. you have the entire semester and you're just working on your game. Yeah, you have a project to make. You have a project, um, but you're not going to sit like it's and it's natural. Like not all of it is going to be exciting. Yeah, you know, some of it is just going to be sitting down and uh, figuring something out, doing some reading. And, yeah, for sure. And, there there is some dark work to be done, just like things yeah. that aren't apparent. So like work, <laughs> like and and then you've got exams where you can either pay attention if you have the will throughout this, you know throughout each lecture and then you know after each lecture revise your notes and understand it all um or you can <laughs> if you just barely know like just just kind of have a general idea of what's going on you can literally study the whole thing within a week and, and have it, at least in this module um yeah well i but i was very overwhelmed by the 80 percent exam last semester i couldn't even focus properly during the lectures then it's like every time i go in class i just feel this oh my god this exam is worth 80 percent of my grade and mm -hmm. it just didn't even allow me to get the most out of the module despite it being very very interesting right and i don't know maybe that's know, that's also the comfort zone which we have to push push out of or something some people like are good at studying like that i don't know I don't know. I that was, I guess, um, information security, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I don't know. I quite enjoyed that one. I didn't have a pro problem with it being eighty percent. Like that didn't loom over me the entire module. But I guess that was also the semester where, from the start, I was like a hundred percent there at every lecture. Mm -hmm. Like studying. So, and... Yeah, and and library and. The entire time was just a hundred percent, so I can't really say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. differences in our, I guess, learning styles are. Which that hundred percent dropped off late later on, like, uh, yeah, as I started falling behind and stuff. Even though, like, that was hundred percent at the start. Like for me, if I missed a thing and then understand it and then read up on it, like that was it. <laughs> mm. So and that, yeah, I guess it dropped off and throughout. The rest of the semester, like towards the end of the semester, we had loads of free time. Um, and so I was kind of, because I was class rep, I was kind of, um, I wasn't really pushing for it, but I asked about uh, asked about uh, a reading week, like 
Do we not have a reading week like every other school has a reading week? Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, you could probably like speak to your like we can't. They can like it would be really hard to to change it. Um, so I was like, right, I'm not campaigning for it. But mm-hmm. you could like speak to lecturers and see. Because um, my reasoning for it was if somebody falls behind, um, for whatever reason, life, it yeah. lets them. It lets them like you know pick, pick pick up uh, and reset essentially at the, at the middle of the semester, um, and like then keep going after that. And I think I would tell people that the worst arguments I had back about that was: Do you think people like? Do you think people are actually going to use that time to study? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, uh, well, you have to have some expectations of your students, so you have to put these expectations on your students. Or they're no, never going to learn life. <laughs> yeah, I've heard from this guy. Um, so he graduated, uh, graduated Cambridge a couple of years ago. But I remember him coming back from Cambridge to like, you know, uh, home to, to his parents and everything just to visit them, but yep. to also study. So he would literally spend his whole days in like the, the public library in the city mm-hmm. because it is too loud at home it is too many distractions mom always walks in like you want some food are you okay you want some drink do you want to chill or whatever yeah no but because it's cambridge and he and he was like very determined i'm pretty sure he got like a very good like honors project the the bachelor uh project with some steganography and Mm -hmm. uh encoding data in some motion vectors something like that it's like wow when i looked at his thesis well anyway so he explained to me how the course goes and you can sort of imagine it like a rubber band or or more like a two running uh, bars so one bar is filling up which is the course pro- uh, progress right now and the other bar is like how much of it you are caught up with so it's sort mm-hmm. of the the course goes faster than you're able to digest it once you get like a week off and it doesn't necessarily have to be a reading week it may just be christmas or whatever he literally spends that time to just catch up and maybe go a bit ahead because he knows that doesn't matter reading week or not you yep. just sit there and work you know do that but that is like something coming from a person who's very determined to right to do nothing else but his degree i think that's that's what that's why you would go to cambridge i guess because i haven't heard too many people actually having like work outside uni and mm-hmm. just you have to pay your fees you have to you know pay your accommodation and spend the whole time to study it's like a very yeah. big investment i guess on on the other hand i chose it completely differently like i want to be able to sustain myself and pass uni like i'm not fully 100 percent going in you know expecting to get like a top-notch degree or, or something like <laughs> i i guess i just need a degree and also connections that I make on the yeah. way. Like even this conversation wouldn't be possible if I haven't met you, you know? Right. Yeah. So maybe this podcast wouldn't even exist if if I didn't come to uni and there was a there was a radio studio and there was a an opening, an opportunity to just try it out. And God knows where this is gonna go. Maybe this is gonna, you know, just keep going. Maybe not. No one knows. But this is where you just go in, try and Yeah, that's interesting. I guess also get comfortable with with losing yeah. if, if if things you know go yeah well it's one of one of the parts of life you have to lose you have to learn how to lose 
Mm. Yeah, I still need um, to do that a lot. To the topic, I guess. <laughs> one of the things that I, I was thinking about at one point, and this applies to a lot of things, but, you know, I heard this idea of the comfort zone so much, like people saying to get out of your comfort zone and that. And I was like, and I usually just brushed it off. I was like, you know, because I thought people have, um, or when people set the comfort zone, I just associated what getting out of that comfort zone means for them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not doing what what they want me to do because I don't see any use in it. So I, like, I associated with it with an actual thing that you do. I can't remember what it would have been. Um, instead of like looking at my life and see what I can do in my life that may, maybe is outside of my comfort zone, but that I think um, would be beneficial or good for me. Yeah. And so at some point I realized, you know, people have a different idea of what the comfort zone is, whether or not they understand that. Um, and then I realized it's, it's a, it, well, it's a, it's a, it's, it's relative, something to basically. think about. Sorry. It's relative, I guess, from everyone yeah, that's right, yeah. sees it differently. So yeah, that's relative. The usual advice that you get online is, is to go and meet the stranger, to go and look someone in the eye yeah. for like <laughs> two minutes until the person looks away and like, try to not get punched in the face you know for for looking a stranger in the eye and like i don't think that these practices would help me necessarily like (laughs) all of these may sound like things outside your comfort zone but actually like waking up and doing push-ups every day Mm -hmm. would push myself would push me more than that i guess like right and then uh, for other people like getting up and doing push-ups what does it do for them? Probably nothing. But yeah, they're just like, oh, I go, I go to the gym all, all day, every day. You know, maybe that doesn't affect those people, but yeah. But well, no, but like anyone, like it, exercise isn't necessarily like people say. Okay, you know, uh, it's important to exercise and and everything. It's going to uh, increase your um, whatever, um, make you uh, well. It's going to make you a more run person, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the reason is because it's the thing that society looks up to people who are fit essentially mm-hmm. so when you do go out and exercise you know that that people will not appreciate it but envy you in a way and so yeah, i guess you're going to feel better yeah so that's one of the things because people just have this blank statement for exercise that's going to make you you know make you feel better but why right <laughs> so, mm, so i feel like that's something that's not really yeah i feel like that's something that's not really talked about but yeah it's uh that's true it's a good idea uh, some of it has to do with health in general i've mm-hmm. heard people yeah, talk oh, yeah, about definitely. health a lot and uh yeah. yeah but then yeah people like to say that it's it's going to, you're going to feel better and probably but for what reasons and so mm-hmm. you know i mm-hmm. i do it like i'll take advantage of the opportunity to work out and feel better <laughs> but yeah you know it's not like there's something intrinsically about working out that makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's uncomfortable. It's just painful. So yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, you could uh, make yourself read a book or, or or something like that. That's also like if you're not into reading books or if you have to study, that's also uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. But and it's probably beneficial for you. But is it going to like give you a dopamine rush? It's probably not. Yeah they're going to feel good about yourself but like probably not as much and it depends on what kind of um background you have and what it's kind of uh like your like how your closest 
community or, or people close to you feel about um, exercise and how much they envy somebody who exercises or you know are you um i don't know yeah but it just all depends on the people around you yeah true because for for somebody who's like in a circle of people who uh, care all about like what's in the brain and don't care about like how ripped you are and yeah. how fit you are like it's it's probably not going to do much for you you know that's one of the things I still I want to do a challenge. I don't have studies for this. I, I'm, I haven't, you know, yeah, yeah, this, so sorry, insights. That's something that has to be explored. But you know, their narrative is always: if you exercise, you'll feel good, uh, and it depends. Yeah, you probably will. Um, but yeah, I know I do when when I when I exercise mm-hmm. or when I go for a cycle. But does that go for everyone? Not necessarily. So, um. It used to help, well, I say used to because, you know, it's quarantine right now, but Taekwondo would help my mind a lot too. I would have phases even where I would have such something inside, like would feel something, I don't know, some anger or some frustration that I would just like want to let go. Mm -hmm. And uh, the action of performing the martial art would help me out a lot. I don't know what the I don't know what it has to do with it, but it just like feels like you're physically letting it go. Right. And uh It's interesting. Um, yeah. But do you feel like you've achieved something at the end of a session of Dokundo? Well, there's no so so called like achievement, but but As in, like you've done something. Yeah, maybe. I am happy that I got through it and I'm also I guess just mentally clearer and like feeling better right. and uh, just feel good about myself because I did the exercise because that's mm-hmm. also you know um so yeah, I guess that's part that's of part of the exercise yeah. that is like not regardless positive because you feel you know your mind's clearer and all um if you go in the fresh air or whatever I guess as well mm-hmm. yeah uh I was gonna say something hmm. regarding that yeah i suppose um when you know if i go for a cycle if i do some physical activity physically straining activity you know i get back home and i feel great that i've I've just done something like i put i I did some work no matter like what work it was i did some work Mm -hmm. um but you know in the same way i guess i could say (laughs) i jumped on csgo and i trained my aim (laughs) I did some work <laughs> yeah, and uh, I feel maybe, maybe felt good for a little bit, but then I look at the big picture and it's like, okay, am I going to do this full time? Is this like, is anybody, does anybody in my closest circle respect this effort? Right. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah. And also, so I guess at the same time, you, you're looking into the future and sort of not only maybe caring what maybe other people think but also you care what the future you cares Uh you know if if what the future you thinks about you because if you feel like you have potential in the esports scene then maybe that is very beneficial for you in the Mm -hmm. future yeah otherwise this is just you know yeah, of course, yeah. Be- beneficial for you right now to just let things go, to chill a bit with the game, but it's not really achieving anything, just like messing up your posture a bit and maybe, um, I don't even know, making you rage 
and uh, especially playing games with toxic communities and yeah, trying. Um, but but you can't always. I guess we talked about optimization, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't think you can always just to you know perform at your peak potential. You have to like chill and yeah. But what I want sure. to say is that essentially, like what we do is like to not care what other people think is a very short-sighted idea. It it's not how we work. It we just we always care what people think. It's why we do anything pretty much nowadays. Um, you know that we don't have any immediate survival threats. We do things because other people we care what other people think. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting thought exercise to look at yourself in the future and what would that future self think about uh, what I'm doing now. That's an whatever. interesting topic, though. Um, would, you, would you maybe like to talk about this next time, about uh, caring what other people think about you? Perhaps, yeah, maybe. <laughs> could look into it a bit because I have some uh, some thoughts on it. But then also I feel like that is a very interesting point that you're bringing. And as much as I would like to say that I may not care about what other people think, but what's the the Maslow's pyramid where the sort of self-actualization, isn't it like the top priority? Not top priority, but at the very top of the pyramid? uh, It was used to show us something in one of the modules this semester. And it was just... I don't think it was used right. I'm not. I can't remember. I don't think it was used right. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So sort of there. There is the top pyramid. Uh, the the top part of the pyramid is something about self actualization. And maybe maybe if you don't care about what other people think of your I don't know art or whatever you sort of create or whatever your way of self expression is then maybe you don't care about what other people think. But I, yeah, but I started realizing that, yeah, maybe I actually, by creating art and creating even this podcast, we we do do still feel like some sort of validation or at least some sort of value. We want to provide any value to other people and we really care if we're providing value to people. So that's... It's it's an interesting topic and it's highly and... and, and, uh highly stimulating topic to discuss uh yeah we could read up on but the uh, what was the pyramid again what's it what's the guy's name isn't it maslow maslow Maslow's, yeah maslow yeah. uh yeah the maslow's pyramid of needs but this is needs so psychological needs safety needs love and belonging esteem and then self-actualization so esteem is yeah esteem is you know, whatever uh, whatever is the thing at the top of this like the <laughs> all-knowingness at the top of this being well it's just the pyramid of needs anyway so it's like what a person needs is there or or not but like yes what my belief is that yes we we entirely care about what people think is why we do things but we can have an entire podcast on this yeah we could oh i my mistake i said psychological it's physiological the the lowest level is food and sleep then safety love belonging then esteem which esteem is obviously you know a need of validation, I guess, and self-actualization at the very top. But these people may actually reach nirvana or whatever. They they depends on if that's a monk or someone else. He may not even need any sort of confirmation and validation from others. But I feel that's just as much time as we have this week. I guess so. Yeah, it was a very nice, interesting conversation with you. You as well. 
And well, looking forward to doing the same next week, same time. Yep. That's all from us. Thank you for listening and see y'all later. See ya.